Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I'm Robert Shapiro. Over a million people have discovered how easy it is to use LegalZoom for important legal documents. At LegalZoom, we'll help you incorporate your business, file a patent, make a will and more. You can complete our online questions in minutes. Then we'll prepare your legal documents and deliver them directly to you. So start your business, protect your family, launch your dreams. At LegalZoom.com, we put the law on your side. It was the day the world dared to believe in change. We gather because we have chosen hope over fear. America's eight-year journey to the dark side was about to end. Know that America is a friend of each nation, and we are ready to lead once more. Obama vowed to put an end to his predecessor's imperial presidency, a White House operating virtually outside the Constitution, and out of any international control. In words and deeds, we are showing the world that a new era of engagement has begun. Now we enter a new Congress with a new era. And we're going to keep fighting to restore the American dream. But in policy after policy, Obama's promises have proved either empty or impossible to deliver. First, Guantanamo. I have ordered the closing of the detention center at Guantanamo Bay. But two years on, Guantanamo remains open and still holds 174 prisoners. Then, torture. I can stand here tonight and say without exception or equivocation that the United States of America does not torture. Uh, using those techniques save lives. But President Obama has ruled out any prosecution for any torture ordered by his predecessor. And most radically, Obama has taken unprecedented powers to order political assassinations. Meanwhile, the internationally anointed man of peace is committed to using military forces as the key plank of his foreign policy. I am the commander-in-chief of the military of a nation in the midst of two wars. And while U.S. combat troops may be leaving Iraq, we have a level of commitment that we have not had before. Obama has sent thousands more to Afghanistan. And he has increased American drone attacks on Pakistan, killing an estimated 700 civilians last year alone. And then there is Iran. We will extend a hand if you are willing to unclench your fist. Obama may have held out the promise of 
in your relationship with Iran. But two years on, Iran continues to defy U.S. demands to halt its nuclear program. Assalamu alaikum. I've come here to Cairo to seek a new beginning between the United States and Muslims around the world. Nowhere is the gap between words and deeds so stark as Palestine. At the beginning of my administration, I stated that it was our policy to actively and aggressively seek a lasting peace between Israel and the Palestinians. Obama attempted to relaunch the deadlock peace process, but his great plan for peace turned out to be no more than a naked bribe, promising Israel billions in military hardware if it agreed to a short-term freeze on building illegal settlements, settlements which Obama had already demanded be stopped altogether. But Israel felt powerful enough to snub even this sweetheart deal. I regret that we have not gotten farther, faster in our recent efforts. And last month, the peace process ground to a halt once again. Obama has had domestic successes from the bailout to healthcare, but his only international achievement is the deal with Russia to reduce nuclear arsenals. Now, with the American economy essentially mortgaged to the emerging global power, China, we've completed dozens of deals that will increase China's investment in the United States by several billion dollars. USA! USA! And facing a two-year war of attrition with a revitalized Republican right. How's that hopey changey stuff working out for you? The most powerful man on the planet is reduced to pleading for a fresh start. Only a more civil and honest public discourse can help us face up to the challenges of our nation. Can Obama turn around his presidency and with it the United States or is time running out for the man on whom the world so much hope. Raise taxes to stop the trade. Every 
I could laugh like Dave and then get the whole world to laugh along with me for no apparent reason at all other than to laugh. But I don't have those kind of skills. I'm not affable. I'm not uh, gregarious. I'm not charming. I'm not sweet. Not like Dave. Nope. Jealous. I'm jealous of you, Dave. It's me, your host for tonight, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Today's date, January 10th, my birth date. That's right, 2012 A.D., beautiful old town, Alexandria, Virginia. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Today I am 50 years old. No, no. I'm not 50 years young. I'm 50 years old. I can't believe I made it this far. I can't tell you how many times I have been killed <laughs> or at least shot at. I can't tell you enough. I mean, you won't believe the the the, the number of times I've actually been shot. I've been in knife fights. I've been blown up. I was in the barracks in Beirut when a truck bomb exploded. I was there. I managed to survive, continue my career. I have met with dozens and dozens of mishaps. I've had a parachute that wouldn't open after I decided I was going to parachute at the very last minute with less than a thousand feet to go. I was able to get my reserve shoot out just in time. But I'm still here. 
50 years. 50 years. That's a long time. Well, there are a lot of folks who haven't made it this far. Thank God I'm healthy still. I'm able to do a lot of things I I want to do. Today I was told I don't look at all 50. Oh, yeah, I went to some of the finer restaurants in town. Got my free birthday dinner. I got free birthday lunch. Free birthday Starbucks coffee. Another couple of years I'll get my AARP card. And I'll be good to go. I'll be getting a whole lot of free stuff. A whole lot of discounted stuff. It'll be like I'm on the government's payroll. Or perhaps it'll be like I, uh, I'm in a union. Because I'll be getting some free stuff. Stuff I don't have to pay for. Romney wins tonight. It's a big deal. Because the show is finally underway. What I don't like, folks, is this bickering. This constant bickering among Republicans. You know, we black folks have this saying. It's called crab in the barrel. It's the crab in the barrel theory where all the crabs are trying to get out of the barrel, but they keep climbing over each other, thus pulling the person closest to getting out back down into the barrel. Some of you know what I'm talking about. That's what I think is happening here with this Republican field. They are ripping each other up. And the Democrats must be taking very careful notes at this time, smiling with glee. Because the Republicans have given the Democrats a plethora. Yes, you heard it here. A plethora, or plethora, if you insist, of talking points and notes and data for emails, newsletters, commercials, all of it. Here we go. Now, there are those who who say that Obama is a friend of the middle class. And it's not surprising that President Obama's re-election strategy is to cast himself as a middle class warrior. But what is surprising is that he thinks he can get away with it. The fact that he actually might say less, the fact the fact that he might actually say less about Obama than about Americans' understanding of economics and the Republicans' particular skill at turning smart policy into stupid politics. Republicans are bringing a butter knife to a machine gun fight. The obvious question when a politician wants to run as a champion of any particular group is, drum roll please, I don't have the fancy sound effects like my man Stay Mad, what has he done for that group? So let's think about what Obama's done for, or more precisely, to the middle class. Unemployment, the most Well, the single most important economic statistic for the middle class spiked over 10% 
before recently improving to 8.5, 8.6%, somewhere in that area. The last time unemployment was this high was in 1983, coming out of the Jimmy Carter recession. Under Reagan, the unemployment rate dropped to 2.5% in one year from its peak and another 4% in subsequent years. Under Obama, the rate has dropped only 1.5% in two years from its peak. And this is no accident. The slowest economic recovery in modern American history is a direct result, result of Obama's policies. The administration's doomed to fail Keynesian economic approach is based on it's based on assuming that Americans and especially entrepreneurs are stupid. They trust that we don't recognize the massive deficit or that the massive deficit spending now must translate into higher taxes later and perhaps higher interest rates. Though historically that connection is not as strong as one might expect, but by way of analogy, imagine Imagine you don't have any cash, so you borrow from – well, you borrow $20 from your son, your teenage son. You spend $10 on lunch and put the remaining $10 in your pocket. Now, according to President Obama, you're $10 richer than you were before. And indeed, you may be, but your family is $10 poorer. Think about that. But nevertheless, this is the exact sort of thinking that causes Obama and his economic team to tell us that if they were allowed to spend over $1 trillion, including interest, of our children's future earnings, unemployment would not go over 8%. Instead, as Gene Epstein wrote on for Barron's magazine, the recovery from the 2008 Nine recession has been the slowest since any recession in the post-World War II era. Think about that for a moment. Esteen also noted or notes that based on growth rates from prior severe recessions, the recovery from the recent recession should have taken half as long. And that even calculating GDP – Without the impact of residential real estate for those who want to say the real estate crash is the problem and isn't Obama's fault, this so-called recovery still comes up short. It's not just spending that would make the drunken sailor blush that has sapped the strength of the economic recovery. It's also every other important policy aspect of the Obama reign. What could be worse? What could be worse for unemployment or employment growth than health care reform? Health care reform that personalizes or penalizes, I'm sorry, employers for reaching 50 employees. This is just one example of the anti-growth aspect of Obamacare, which in turn is just one, if not the most important of the job-crutching laws and regulations imposed by Obama and his radical environmentalist and union 
apartheid or acolytes. So that's what we have, folks. What we have here is a severe mess. Now, my main man, Rush Limbaugh, says that he predicts a landslide, a landslide this coming November. Do you agree? The call in number is 347-884-8500. Is Rush right? Has Obama screwed the pooch so badly that we're going to see a landslide victory for Republicans, Mitt Romney, and whoever his running mate is? And who do you think Mitt's running mate will be? Because I tend to think that Mitt Romney's going to go ahead and run away with this right now. He is far and away the only man, in my opinion, who can beat Barack Obama. The man with the least baggage, the man who can really get things, uh, his, his point across, who speaks well, who does well in the debates. I think he can get the job done. Do you? Well, we'll find out. We're going to take a short break now, and then we'll be right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. David Graham hosts Stay Mad Radio, Tuesday and Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. David Graham is a patriot who speaks about communism, cultural Marxism, Alinsky, and Islam. Also find very interesting guests, including former CIA agents, authors, and friends. Reza, thank you very, very much for uh, for contacting us and uh, agreeing to join us here on uh, Stay Mad Radio. Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, as promised, with me on the line is uh, our guest, Charles Faddis. Uh, open your mic right now. Charles, welcome back to Stay Mad Radio. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me back. No, that's... that's my pleasure. Uh, our, our pleasure. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna break right into bringing him right on. Uh, Usama, uh, thank you for joining me here on uh, Stay Mad Radio. I really appreciate it. Well, it's my joy to be with you, brother, and I uh, hope and I pray that the Lord will use it tonight. Her name is Janie Johnson. She wrote the book "Don't Take My Lemonade Stand." How are you today, Janie? I'm doing great, David. How are you? I'm fine. I think this is her now. Uh, is this Addie? I am here. I'm listening. Um, How are you? Very, very nice to speak with you, finally. Yeah, it surely is. So catch this and much more exciting content on Baynad Radio, Tuesday and Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. While you're away, don't forget the right. We'll think of you every day and night. Bye-bye, so long, farewell. Bye-bye, so long. See you in November. See you when your term is through. Bye, baby. We'll be sweeping you away. Bye, baby. 
Broadcasting presents Liberals of Genius. Liberals of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. President of the United States. Mr. President of the United States. You single-handedly managed to choke all the life out of the world's greatest economy in record time. Ten percent no one else could have apologized more, spent more, or built a rat maze healthcare system from hell that only the IRS could love. What were you thinking? Thanks to you, FDR will be known as a conservative, Carter will look presidential, and Joseph Stalin won't seem like such a bad guy. Joe was misunderstood. So crack open a good book, sit on your butt, and help your buddies with a snowball's chance in November. Mr. President, the one we weren't waiting for. What college do you dream of sending your kids to? Yale, Harvard, Princeton. Forget it. Those are the universities of yesteryear. The school of the future is COC. Community Organizer College. I'm a graduate, and I just took control of General Motors. And now I'm thinking of taking over Chrysler, too. Maybe. Or selling it to an Italian bicycle company, uh, I think. Want your kids to run a giant company or even an entire industry like healthcare, banking, or insurance? Enroll him or her at COC Community Organizer College. Do you want your darlings to have trillions of, of dollars of, of money to spread around? Apply to Community Organizer College. Our teachings are based on a major breakthrough in education. It's not what you know, it's what people think you know. At COC, Community Organizer College, we don't waste time teaching English, history, math, science, or business management. We teach cool. We teach pompous. We teach teleprompter, doublespeak, seducing the media. Community Organizer College. Where your kids can learn to run a company or a country. Who knows? Uh, maybe the entire planet. Community Organizer <laughs> College. Capacity is limited. Better act now. For an application, dial 1-800-ACORN-COC. It's not what you know. It's what people think you know.
All right, we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. All right, let's get right down to the topic today. Obama, the mask is off. An article written January 6, 2012 in The American Thinker. I'd like to talk about it. I'd like for any of you who have any thoughts on it to call in or post your comments in the chat room. The article reads, and I found this to be fascinating because I just found it today. I, I didn't get a chance to read it and really go through it on the American Thinker until today. The article reads, the mask is fully off. Barack Obama is the most corrupt, power-mad president in this nation's illustrious history. By his actions in bypassing Congress and making appointments that should be subject to Senate approval while the Senate is still in session and innumerable extra constitutional actions since he became president. He is following in the footsteps of the despots who dominate the 20th century or who dominated the 20th century. In late September of 2008, it became clear that Barack Obama would be elected president based on his background, education, motivation, and indoctrination, the article reads. I saw a man who could single-handedly destroy the country and someone with no respect for history. The Constitution or the people of the United States. The specter of megalomaniac or of a megalomaniac who was a stranger to the truth and would or say anything or do anything to achieve or retain power overcame me. In Barack Obama and his fellow travelers, I saw what I feared the most since I be, since I became uh, since I came to this country a person and a political mindset that would if allowed spell the end of the noblest experiment in the history of mankind now let me go ahead and break in here with some of my own thoughts Barack Obama stated 5 days before the election that his goal was to fundamentally transform the United States of America to fundamentally transform the United States of America and he was not questioned as to what that would mean so let's go by what that means Obama is building an imperial presidency now what does that mean what does it mean to build an imperial presidency? Well, let's find out. Let's get it straight from some of the horses' mouths. And the American people have come together in recent months to speak out against the radical agenda being pursued by President Obama and his allies in Congress. And my next guests say they have strong evidence that the most controversial aspects of that agenda are in fact unconstitutional and can be struck down in a court of law. Now, whether it's his trillion dollar health care plan that requires Americans to buy insurance or his efforts to circumvent the Senate confirmation process, by appointing controversial czars or even his steps that he's willing to take to push an amnesty bill through Congress, 
Well, the brand new book is called The Blueprint, Obama's plan to subvert the Constitution and build an imperial presidency and the keys to getting it all overturned. The authors of the book, Ken Blackwell and Ken Klukowski, are with us. Guys, welcome uh, on board. All right, let's go to the, the title of the book. Obama's have. plan to subvert the Constitution and build an imperial presidency. What do you mean by that, Ken? This Constitution is the big boulder in the road that, that prevents Barack Obama from growing our government at an alarming rate uh, changing our, our governing philosophy from one of uh, individual liberty to one of collective well-being, which would necessitate, you know, growing government and taking decision-making plans. Define terms. What do you mean by an imperial presidency? Well, I, I mean that he is attempting to shift the power, and it's a very delicate balance of power between the legislature, the executive branch, and the courts. He is trying to tilt the favor in, for, in, in terms of a strong executive. But much and, stronger executive. And a much, much stronger executive. Mm -hmm. uh, he's centralizing power inside the Beltway, taking power and decision-making from families, from individuals, and as a consequence, what he's doing is building an unchecked executive, mm -hmm. which is, by definition, an imperial president. You, you go into this great specificity detail, czars, the courts, the health care bill, you, you talked about the unchecked president. Explain how that would result in what Ken is describing. That's exactly right, Sean. What's going on with this is that the constitutional splitting of powers between Congress, the president, and the courts. Co-equal branches of government. That's exactly right, with each one having a check over the other. The Constitution does not allow the federal government to order people that they have to buy health insurance. It doesn't allow the president to make laws such as cap and trade or card check without going through Congress. It doesn't allow the president to run the government out of the White House with czars instead of people who have to sit for Senate confirmation and are accountable to congressional oversight. So you're saying basically the president has not upheld his constitutional oath. I think he's, he's going way beyond his constitutional powers assigned to the executive branch. And one of the things he's going to try to do is he's going to try to pack the courts to interpret yep. his moves as being constitution. He, he wants to move away from uh, an originalist interpretation of the constitution to an activism from the bench, which would basically say that our, our, our constitution uh, is, is, is not the supreme law of the land. It is something that is ha that's a, a, a hindrance. To his his paragraph. You, you talk about when law making becomes law breaking, and, and we don't. I mean, the book goes into great specificity about the economy, about czars, about health care, how health care is unconstitutional. So you have all those specifics. So I, I, I want to ask you because you think this can be stopped, and I think it can only be stopped through elections, through the ballot box, through victory at the ballot box. Do you think there's another way? No, I think there are two ways. It can be stopped by the courts. Mm -hmm. It can be stopped by the ballot box. And the reason that we put this out is to say to people, and the reason people should buy and read the book, is that if you like making decisions at your kitchen table, as opposed to having Washington make decisions for you, if you like working through your health challenges with your doctor, as opposed to having your health care ration, you need to get to the polls and vote. Do you worry that 
You see, I think we need to return to constitutional government. I think they shredded the Constitution, especially during the health care debate. I agree with what you wrote about czars for the most part. All these controversial figures, they're unaccountable. This has not been done, you know, on this level by right. any president in history. The, the question is, is how much damage do you think is going to be done? And, you know, how do we get back the power once he's grabbed it? Well, Sean, as, as we talk about in the book, there are things that we can stop in court if we move in the courts before he has a chance to remake the courts in his image. There are things that he cannot do without Congress, which is where the 2010 elections that you've been talking about are so critically important. But then there are, unfortunately, as you say, some things that we discuss in the book that are things that once they're done, uh, it's lasting damage. And those are things that can't even be stopped until we get to 2012 and have an opportunity to retake the White House and go with the you new see, they administration. They can defund care, for example, but they can't rescind it as long as he's president. I don't think, they're, I don't think 2010 is, uh, in the best, the rosiest case scenario, is going to be uh, where they can override a presidential veto. So, yeah. guys, uh, a fascinating book. Reed, thank you both for uh, being with us. Good to see you. All right, and we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Who, besides me, doesn't believe that Obama that the Congress, the Republican Congress, has the balls, not the cojones, not the nads, not the stones, but the balls to take Obama to court and sue over these recess appointments. I don't believe that the Republicans have the, as we call in the military, the mental courage to make an effort to put a stop to Obama's unchallenged, unprecedented power grab. One way to check President Obama and at least give him pause to think before he attempts to grab any more power is to take him to court, to tie his administration up in legal after legal after legal challenges. Yeah, there is the possibility that he'll go out and say that the Republicans are being obstructionist. But what's really more important here? That's the question. Because as was pointed out in the clip you just heard, a lot of the damage that's being done is lasting. And we don't know whether or not if a Republican administration will be able to undo a lot of the damage that Obama has caused this country. So here we are. Does anybody – I mean the call-in number is 347-884-8500. Does anybody believe that the – the Republicans have what it takes. I don't know. Well, let's continue on. In late September of 2008, it became clear that Barack Obama had great plans for this country. And what I mean by great, I don't mean great. I don't mean good. I mean, he wanted to to remake the country. So we'll go back to the article in the American Thinker. 
where the artist, uh, where the uh, Steve McCain wrote in the American Thinker, Obama, the mask is off. He went on to say that um, he wrote the article in an attempt to warn the people of America that the result of the 2008 election would be critical to the nation's survival. And isn't that true? He he goes on to say that this is the first column that he'd written since his college days over 40 years ago. He goes on to say, and I am eternally grateful to A.T. for publishing it and giving me a form to speak to the American people. He goes on to say, I had to survive a war that was precipitated by those who were initially elected by the people in a democratic fashion. Yet once in power, they began to systematically usurp and overthrow the rule of law. Does that sound familiar? Their lust for power led them to shred any written constitution or traditions as they systematically imposed new regulations, laws, and executive orders geared primarily to centralizing authority in the government as individual rights and liberties were extinguished. In due course, they and their cronies became the government, and as the people were powerless to stop them. He's talking about the people of Germany. The people of Germany, the most advanced society in continental Europe, or Italy, in the first four years of the 30s, would have found it incredible to imagine what became of those countries by 1945. The history of the United States and its traditions of liberty and individual freedom should be the bulwark against the successful emergence of people like Obama and his cronies. You know what I find amazing? Here's what I find amazing in a historical context. People who have lived through this kind of tyranny and come to this country recognize the danger right away. Take, for instance, Ayn Rand, who witnessed firsthand the theft of property by the government, the extinguishment of individual liberties, the collectivism of a country, came here to America and warned us against it. Take uh, the writer of this article, Steve McCain, who came from a country, who came from a background of tyranny, who recognizes it. Do we recognize it? He goes on to finish up the article to the American people. It is far beyond time to wake up to who this man in the White House is and what his ambitions are. As for the Republicans in Congress or running for office, the task is upon your shoulders to stop Barack Obama in his tracks before he goes any further. It is time to do your sworn duty to preserve, defend, and protect the country. And for the Democrats who are so blinded by party loyalty that they would sell their country for the proverbial 30 pieces of silver. The long-term difficulties and potential downfall of the greatest nation on earth will be your legacy. 
wow, what a very well-written, I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. Alan West writes, uh, the GOP must stop Obama's imperial presidency. Obama writes that we can't be a nation to fend for ourselves. That we must become a collective in order to give everybody a chance. In order for everyone to get an opportunity at the American dream, we must become a collective. We shouldn't be allowed to fend for ourselves. We shouldn't be allowed to go out and do our own things. He says, Obama says that we will only survive if we abandon individualism. If we work as a team, America must become a collective. This is a kind of talk that should get Obama completely thrown out of office. This is the kind of talk that should signal the defeat of Barack Obama by his own people, his own party. Imagine, some of these Democrats have to love their country. Wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you agree that some of these guys should love their country enough to say, hey, hold on, wait a minute. Are you kidding did you hear what this guy just said? We can't allow this to stand. Yeah, I'm a Democrat, but damn, I don't think so. Is anybody saying that now? He goes on to say that the USA is not a nation founded on the principles of survival of the fittest. Well, yeah, it is. Hello? Take a listen to this clown. you got to be kidding. We are not a country that was built on the idea of survival of the fittest. We, we were built on the idea that... We survive as a nation. We thrive when we work together, all of us, every race, every creed. That's a bunch of crap. Who agrees with that? It is survival of the fittest. Am I wrong? It's survival of the fittest. It is those who do well survive. Those who don't, won't. This guy's got to go. I mean, are you kidding me? We cannot go, he, he, I quote, we can't go back to this brand of your own, your own economics. We are not a country that was built on the ideal of survival of the fittest. You got to be kidding me. Why isn't this guy run out of the White House on a rail? This should this should signal his defeat. But it's not. And even though we have patriots like Alan West 
and so many others out there saying these things, why isn't it resonating with the American people? Or is it? Let me cue it up. Congressman Alan West, thank you so much for joining us here on Newsmax TV today. Kathleen, thank you, and thanks for coming down to our Fort Lauderdale office. Well, thank you for having us. We're really happy to be here. New Hampshire primaries tomorrow. You have said that you don't plan to endorse anybody at this time, but I'd like to get your thoughts real quickly on each of the GOP presidential candidates, beginning with Newt Gingrich. What's your take on him? Well, I think without a doubt he has proven to be the, the smartest person up there. He has won all of the debates. He definitely has a clear vision policy-wise as far as where he wants to take the country. But I think that the negative ass that were run against him out in Iowa really did uh, put a little chink in his armor. And now it's a matter of can he recover from that in New Hampshire and then as we continue on to South Carolina and, uh, and Florida. I think that really he's probably the biggest competitor for, uh, for Governor Romney as we go forward. What is your take on that? All right. I think we lost sound there for a little while. I'm not sure if it was uh, blog talk or me or whatever, but I'm still online here and uh, not sure what happened. But uh, I think we lost about, what, five minutes? (laughs) Oh, my God. What the hell happened? Anyway, uh, we were going to go ahead and play um, uh, Obama's Alan West take on Obama's imperial presidency. But since we crapped out on that one, Maybe the powers that be didn't want us to talk about that. So maybe we were cut off by uh, Obama's uh, diversity czar or some such craziness. But we are back for the last three minutes of the show. I am so sorry. Not sure exactly what happened. But this sort of thing seems to happen all the time with Blog Talk Radio. So, uh... I'm not sure what's happening, but hopefully they'll get it together and we'll be okay. Uh, Nevertheless, since we're down to three minutes and 25 seconds, perhaps this will be a good time to say good night and start fresh tomorrow. I want to thank everybody for bearing with me here and with Blog Talk Radio and how things are going with the sound and all that. But, hey, we're getting the message out. You know, Stay Mad's coming up in just a few minutes. I would love for everybody to go over there. I'm headed that way. 2020 Radio, stay mad. Those guys are great. Tesla's the man. Everybody knows that. Tesla's the dean of Blog Talk Radio. We dig it. Of course, Southern Sense has a great show. Evil Clown, Ned King, Billy, Beach Bomb. You guys are wonderful. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. You guys are great. Have a great night. We'll try this again tomorrow, and we'll probably, hopefully, well, hopefully we'll do a lot better. Once again, thank you guys. You're great. Have a good night. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. Stay mad 2020. They're up next. Please tune in. Have a great night. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. Good night, folks. When you walk through the garden, you got to watch your back. When I beg your pardon, Walk the straight and narrow track If you walk with Jesus He's gonna save your soul You gotta keep the devil Way down in the hole
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.